G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. We all know there's no excuse for abuse, but for some, the message is not really sinking in. A focus on how we care for our parents and grandparents again today. Many older Australians experience significant abuse, including physical, social, financial, psychological, sexual mistreatment and neglect. Indeed, many victims of elder abuse experience multiple forms of abuse. The UN nominated today, the 15th of June, as World Elder Abuse Awareness Day as it's estimated that up to 10% of older people experience elder abuse. Yet while domestic and child abuse are regularly in the press, as they should be, we rarely hear about elder abuse. Well, our guest today is Ben Boland, an aged care chaplain who writes and speaks about aged care ministry. He's the co-author of two books, Jesus Loves Me and Joy to the World, part of the Hammond Care and Bible Society Faith for Life Suite. Ben, a special welcome back to 2020. Neil, it's wonderful to be with you on this lovely Wednesday. Ben, let's talk about perhaps first a lack of awareness uh, due to the thought that this day and age uh, there's quite an epidemic of what we'd call ageism. What are your thoughts? Yeah, unfortunately, we seem to live in a time um, where where ageism is really common. Um, yeah, according to WHO, um, 50% of the global population is ageist. That is, they think and discriminate on the basis of age. Um, and I think that's terrifying. Um, and even perhaps more terrifying is the fact that I think we as Christians slash we as the church have to some extent fallen into um, this neglect for older people. Now, we've got an ageing population in Australia, and as I understand it, there's been a dramatic increase in elder abuse. Do you think it's connected to the fact that Australians are growing older? Uh, is there a connection there? Well, look, unequivocally, um, the number of possible people who are older and therefore the ability for them to be abused is increasing as we have a growing population, if I can use that phrase. Um, having said that, I think some other factors that are really behind this too. Um, COVID seems to have had a significant increase. Um, Uniting Care Queensland, who keeps the data for the Queensland space, released data earlier this year, I think, um, to say that there'd been a 34% increase in elder abuse notifications. Um, on top of that, we're all aware of the rising cost of petrol, the rising cost of living and all those pressures, and they um, significantly contribute to elder abuse. And I mean, while elder abuse can be everything, including sexual um, and other abuse, the most common is financial. And families facing stress um, can sadly put pressure on 
grandma or grandpa or or someone else um, because they've got the money um, or comparatively may have some money and that can be a terrible thing. Now, reporting elder abuse, Ben, because there's a certain sense here some who are particularly vulnerable not easily able to raise an alarm that there's even elder abuse happening. Yeah, it's one of those real challenges. Um, many older people, irrespective of abuse or otherwise, would struggle to report it if it was happening. Uh, Partially, that's just because even using a, or using a smartphone can be challenging if that's not what you grew up with. If you grew up in the times when there was no phone or a party line, then a smartphone can be quite intimidating. Additionally, even if you do have a phone, if you've got significant arthritis, significant vision impairment or other issues, you may simply, simply something like Parkinson's where you've got quite a significant shake, may make it physically impossible for you to use a phone. Additionally, if the only person you see, your primary carer, is the abuser, and often that is the case, um, then they will often isolate or the older person will be isolated so there's simply no one else to tell. Let alone, I mean, we all understand that for child abuse, it's terribly hard for a child to say that daddy's been touching me or something like that. Uh, but the same is true later in life too. Um, consider yourself 90 and you're saying that your kids or your grandchildren who you love are abusing you. That's a highly emotive statement. This is one of those pause and reflect moments because, as you say, when it's a family member, that becomes all the more difficult to raise the alarm and to actually introduce some real controversy. But it is certainly the, the sort of thing you might need to do for your own safety. Yeah, for your safety or for the safety of a loved one. Um, and that is really challenging. Um, again, going on the United Care Queensland data, 95% of abusers are family members. And um, that's, a, that's a terrible statistic, but it's true. And so many of us might think, this doesn't happen in my family, this doesn't happen in my community, but uh, obviously it does. Yeah, I think, um, I think the days of Christians and churches thinking that we were immune to abuse um, have thankfully come to an end. Now, I'm, I wish it was true that we were immune. Um, I wish any community could say they're immune. And the, there are differences over geography across Queensland um, and indeed across the world as to where more or less abuse is happening. But um, if we assume that it's not happening in our space, I think we're being somewhat naive at best. Um, and at worst, we're actually facilitating abuse to keep on going. Ben, how this works in practice? I mean, we mentioned there's a whole bunch of ways uh, that the abuse happens, but in this time when uh, prices are rising, cost of living pressures, a tighter housing market, all of this actually puts extra pressure on families and sometimes the older ones among us, uh, sometimes the target. Is that the way that works? Yeah, um, that can be what happened. People... Uh I don't want to say that the financial market and the challenges we are all living in in any way excuses or even explains the abuse, but it does add pressure and people don't always make 
good. Perhaps that's not even strong enough. When when we're stressed, we make bad. We can often make bad decisions. I'll put it that way. I guess that can be as simple as someone saying, "Oh well, look, we're short of accommodation. I'll all move back into Mum's." And Mum may be in a bigger house that is probably too big for her. But there's a big difference between moving in to support someone, or even moving in and and collaborating and working out what how you work out that new family or that new household arrangement, and simply moving in and taking over. Now, in some communities, and let's just uh, put a spotlight on your own hometown, and for listeners familiar with uh, getting cold this time of year in Stanthorpe. Stanthorpe in southern Queensland is your hometown, Ben. You've got some really wonderful things going with authorities in your town to work with those who are getting older. Uh, Give us some insights into what's happening in Stanthorpe. Yeah, well, one of the great things that we're doing, which has actually come out of the local Rotary Stanthorpe Club, is they've set up a dementia-friendly Stanthorpe team. Uh, so that that team meets regularly and they're actively, and I'm involved in that. So, um, and I'm really passionate about what we're trying to achieve there. So part of that is we've done street barbecues to raise awareness. There's been a regular uh, morning tea slash talk that's been run um, called Aging Well. So we've had a guest speaker come in. The local high school's actually done the catering for us, and they've done a really wonderful job of that too. Um, and just coming together providing education, but also providing social engagement, uh, a chance for people to meet each other, and also a chance for carers to have some respite. In fact, it's been really wonderful. The last time I was there, we had some the local blue care facility, which is our residential living and slash um, respite centre, actually sent a bus of people over. and So they were up to really come and enjoy that. We had some great musicians come, and that's been really powerful. And I think that's something that we can all be doing. Of course, I think when we hear about abuse, we think, what can we do? And, and yes, there's all that stuff about stand up and be counted and all that, and that, there's, that's important too. But perhaps in the elder abuse space, it's not so important simply to stand up, but to reach out, to have relationship and to build and prioritise relationships, both with older people in our biological family, but also in our community. Um, I think most of us have some older people living within walking distance of us. we're out on five acres, so we're out of town, but I've got a number of older people in my neighbourhood, in my direct neighbourhood. And part of being a neighbour, part of loving my neighbour as a Christian, means going and having a cup of tea semi-regularly. Now, it's not every day, um, but doing something simple like that is really important. Well, today is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. Uh, what sort of things do you think are good things to pursue wherever you're living and you're in a country town? Uh, for those who are in country towns or those who are on the coast in the cities, what's a good thing to do to recognise that this is Elder Abuse Day, World Elder Abuse Day? Well, I think because I'm a preacher, I'm going to say three things because three is the magic number when you're a preacher. The first thing is I'd encourage everybody to spend some time praying, to giving thanks to God for all the people, Praying, Lord, how can I be caring for and loving older people? 
and just praying against elder abuse. So that's the prayer thing. Secondly, I think it's good for us just to have, try today to have one interaction with an older person. Now, some of you are going to say, but I'm working, it's really busy. Well, I'm sure most of us spend at least 20 minutes in the car most days. Could we pick up the phone and call an older family member or someone who's older? If we don't have someone who's older on our phone, can I suggest that we probably should have someone there that we're making a point of regularly calling, of regularly regularly touching base with. And thirdly, I think we all need to be considering as Christians, how can we love older people? If the Ten Commandments specifically says, love your mother and your father, or honour your mother and your father, um, so there's a commandment there to honour older people, not simply, I would argue, our biological parents, but older people generally. How are we living that out? So I want to encourage people to pray, to make a phone call, and to consider how they can be loving older people today. Well, wonderful insights, Ben Boland, and I'm sure listeners will be encouraged by those thoughts. Uh, Let me say how you can connect with Ben Boland. Uh, Ben has some YouTube clips you might want to watch. Jesus Love in Aged Care on YouTube. Uh, You can also connect with Ben on LinkedIn, and he is the author of the Jesus Loves Me book, available through Hammond Care and the Bible Society. Ben, always great getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Neil, it's a wonderful show, and it's been wonderful with you again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.